You are tuned in to Faith City Outreach with Marina Maria, the founder of Global Gospel Worship Radio. Marina interviews local pastors and global leaders, sharing their testimonies and the work they're doing for the Lord. In Matthew 6.33, Jesus reminds us, Seek first God's kingdom and His righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. We hope this program will encourage you to do just that. Now here's your host, Marina Maria. Welcome to Faith City Outreach. This is Marina Maria with today's special guest, Cheryl Sachs, who is a national conference speaker, prayer mobilizer, a local church prayer consultant, and an author. Since 1981, when Hal and Cheryl Sachs co-founded Bridge Builders International, their initiatives have brought measurable and miraculous results as they've mobilized intense targeted prayer on issues such as sex, drug, and weapons trafficking on the border and in schools. The Bridge Builders team empowers more than 5 million Christians, including pastors, law enforcement, and legislators to invite God's transforming presence into every cultural sphere of influence. Based on 2 Chronicles 7.14, Cheryl has written four books. Her successful past book, The Prayer-Saturated Church, is encouraging nationwide prayer among thousands of churches. She's also written The Prayer-Saturated Family. Cheryl's book, Prayer-Saturated Kids, in which she has co-authored with Arlene Lawrence is a book about equipping and empowering this generation's children in prayer. This book can be for a parent, grandparent, teacher, or a church leader. Each chapter provides inspiration, instruction, and insight on a different aspect of how prayer can impact children. Her most recent book is Reclaim a Generation, 21 Days of Prayer for Schools, in which we will discuss in the next radio interview. Cheryl and her husband, Hal, live in Phoenix, Arizona. They have a married daughter. Thank you so much for being on Faith City Outreach, Cheryl, to share your book, Per Saturated Kids, which is an important book that will encourage leaders to urgently intercede for children and to pass on the legacy of prayer to the next generation. Marina, I am so happy to be with you here today. You know, we both share a love for children, and you are uh, a first grade teacher. I am a former <laughs> teacher, high school teacher, and school administrator. So we've uh, each dedicated our lives in some way to this next generation. Um, what you didn't mention is that my the ministry, Bridge Builders, my husband and I lead, is uh, located on the Arizona Christian University campus. So we are now even mentoring and working with and training university students. So we love this next generation, whether it be uh, newborns or one, two, three, four-year-olds, those school age. Uh, this emerging generation is so, so important to God. Amen. And I'm looking forward to our conversation about this because I know you have a lot to say. So Cheryl, thank you so much for writing this book, Prayer Saturated Kids, because more than ever, the children in this generation need to learn how to make prayer a lifestyle. And we leaders need to urgently intercede for them and pass on the legacy of prayer to them. 
if anything, this book has inspired me to incorporate some of the of your beautifully written prayers in the children's crusades that we are doing in Arizona. Please share when the Lord has put when the Lord put it in your heart to write this very important book that is needed now about interceding for our children and the children of this generation. Well, it actually started uh, when we had our own daughter. And I just knew how important prayer was uh, to me, to my husband. We were just starting our ministry. There were so many needs in our ministry. She was growing up in a home where we had to pray for groceries. Mm-hmm. We had to we prayed for her Easter dresses, her school tuition. And I knew that, and the Lord really laid on my heart, that she would need, in the world in which she would grow up in, the Lord impressed me, would be much different than the world that I grew up in. Little did I know how much different. And that we needed to equip her for the life that she would live and the world she would live in. So I just began to teach her about prayer, bring her into my prayer life. My husband, Hal, brought her into his prayer life. And I can share a little bit of what that looked like. But this was the basis of the stories and the miracles we saw and how we saw this affect her life that years later became the basis, the teachings, the stories that are in prayer-saturated kids. What an important basis, because from there, you doing it in the home, you're a good example for the readers like myself, parents, leaders, anybody reading this book will know that it starts in the home. Well, it is so true. And what we've learned and seen as we've not only mentored our own daughter, but her friends, uh, she had a prayer ministry in high school called Sacred Edge, and our home would be full of high school kids that we prayed with and for and taught them to prayer, to pray. But what we really learned is that children want to know that God lives in their home. Mm -hmm. They can feel the presence of God. And Mm -hmm. if we as parents can invite the tangible presence of God into our home through prayer and worship and let our children enter into that and experience that, it is something that they will never, ever forget. So we're not really so much talking about just the mechanics of prayer, even though that's important, but we're talking about getting to know God, who He is, His power, and that when we get in trouble, we can call on Him, and that we can also talk to Him every day as our best friend. And as we do this together as families and bring our children into our own prayer life, they see answers to prayer and miracles that will mark them for life and they will never forget. Amen. And like you said, that they will know that they can call on God any time of day and anywhere they're at, 24 hours, seven days a week, because there's going to be moments in time in their lives where they're going to be alone and nobody's going to be available to talk to them. But who are they going to talk to in the moments of of silence, in the moments of them being alone? They can talk to God. Well, let me just tell you a quick little story. Um, there, I was writing this book, Prayer Saturated Kids, at the World Prayer Center in Colorado Springs at New Life Church. And I knew they had a vibrant uh, kids' prayer ministry there that met on Monday nights. 
So I went down Monday night to the kids' uh, prayer uh, class, and they had been teaching diligently about prayer. They would have scriptures on healing, finances, needs, different things, and they would teach the children to pick up a scripture and turn it into a prayer. So they were really training their children about prayer. So the night I was there, the teacher started by saying, are there any testimonies to answered prayer? And one little girl and her little brother uh, was sitting with her. She raised her hand and she said, well, this week my little brother and I were playing outside and we saw the trunk of our mother's car was open and we got into the trunk to play and we pulled down the trunk lid we didn't realize that we wouldn't be able to open it back up. So they were stuck in the trunk of the car and they didn't know what to do, but they said, let's pray. Mm. So they began to pray that God would tell their mother that they were in trouble and she would come and find them. And their mother mm. was inside washing the dishes and the Lord began to prompt on her, your kids are in trouble, you need mm. to go look for them and see where they're playing. And she went out, and of course they were beating on the trunk and yelling, and she found them there, and she got the keys and let them out. But, you know, those kids had been taught, when you're in trouble, call out to God, and He will answer. Isn't that a beautiful story? That's a perfect example of why we need to pray for everything, as the Lord calls us to pray for everything. Cheryl, we know your book is called Prayer Saturated Kids. I can assume what that means, but I want to hear it from you. What is a prayer-saturated kid? Well, I chose that title, Prayer-Saturated Kids, because it's about praying for our children, covering them in prayer, interceding for them every part of their lives, praying with our children. There's the power of agreement. They, They get to see prayer, hear prayer, we model prayer, we pray for them, with them, and then teaching our children to pray for themselves, which is an extremely important component of a prayer-saturated kid. Why is it so important to saturate our children and even the children of this generation with prayer and to equip them with the power of prayer? You know, there is such a battle of good and evil going on in the world. It's been such the beginning of time. But we see the work of the enemy uh, very visibly in this generation. Mm -hmm. And it's very clear that the, uh, the, the target of warfare today is the family, but the bullseye is our children. So you just look around and see everything from abortion, to uh, confusion about the sex of a child uh, and we see children not understanding who they are in the Lord and they're looking for their identity and things like drugs and um, promiscuity. So there is a battle raging Mm -hmm. and so the battle is won in prayer. Mm -hmm. And when we pray for our children, there's a covering over them that protects them Uh, praying Psalm 91 over our children just to protect them, spirit, soul, mind, and body. I know from the time our daughter was a little girl, we we just prayed that the Lord would bring the right friends into her life, Mm -hmm. and He would uh, give her discernment to know the Mm -hmm. friends she should not associate with. That is so important. Friendships can take children down the wrong path. 
and the quest for love and acceptance. Mm -hmm. And so it's so important today that children get grounded because there are so many things that can rock their world and get them off course. And that's just what the enemy is trying to do through social media, even through the curriculum in our schools, uh, through friends. It's just uh, a rampant, the assault against our children. They need to know how to stand. They need to know how to pray. And we need to be covering them in prayer because they are vulnerable. And Satan doesn't play fair. He looks for the weak. He looks for the sick. He looks, it's like a wolf finding a bleeding animal. He doesn't play fair. And our children are young and they're vulnerable and our generation needs to be covering them in prayer. In the introduction of your book, you state that there is a deep and growing concern that is, there's, there's this uh, fervency for prayer and biblical foundations for prayer are not being effectively passed on to the next generation. Whose responsibility is it to pass on the power of prayer to the next generation? The Bible is very clear that the primary responsibility for training and discipling children are their parents. And I know that it's easy even in a Christian home and with a busy lifestyle to think that praying at the dinner table or praying with kids before they go to bed, which is very important, and we talk about uh, some powerful things that happen when we do that in prayer-saturated kids. But even going beyond that and being intentional with some intentional training in our home, uh, the research, American researcher George Barna says that by a child's second birthday, he or she is already establishing their biblical worldview. Now that is pretty profound. So it definitely starts in the home. That's so true. But Cheryl, what if the parents are not, what if they don't even know how to pray? How are they going to teach their own children to pray? I found that that's one of the reasons that many moms and dads, they don't feel inadequate to even lead a prayer at the dinner table or pray with their kids at bedtime. Uh, but I wrote Prayer Saturated Kids in such a way that it's laying a foundation. And I knew, you know what, many parents are going to be learning to pray right along with their kids as they read this book. So we shouldn't feel like we need to be a spiritual giant or we need to be some great prayer warrior. If we pray from our hearts, we're teaching our children to pray from their hearts, that it's just opening up and talking to God, who is the creator of the universe, but also our best friend. And when we model that for our children, they know that God is accessible and he's there for them. Exactly. And just just as a mother has a relationship with their child and the communication there, they can also let their child know that that's the type of relationship the Lord wants. It's like they, their child goes to them for, for something that they need, and so they too can go to God with whatever and whenever. That's so true. And I know that some families don't even have meals together, but when they do, or they're tucking their their child in bed at night, it is really a great thing to tell our children some God stories of what God has done in our lives, how He's answered prayer. They begin to see, oh, God is a prayer answering God. 
my mom or my dad called upon God for this need and he answered and it builds their faith that they can Mm -hmm. pray too and we used to pray with our daughter when we put her to bed and we would pray for her and then we would ask her what is on your heart Uh, maybe friends or teachers or something at school and then she would tell us and then she would pray for her whatever was on her heart and we would agree and pray with her as well and it was a great little training ground for her. That's a really good example because now you're not only teaching them but you're also asking them what's in their heart so that they can start learning to pray to the Lord from their heart. Yes, yes. And that's what the Lord wants. He wants our heart. One of your key features in your book is a child's original design. How does a mother find out how God has designed her child? And what are some clues? Well, uh, just to back up a little bit from that, I would say the most important thing, we, we know that every child is created uniquely, and we know that uh, children have been given spiritual gifts, but I think it has to all be rooted in Uh, making our children realize that they are uniquely designed by God and they have a special purpose, that it starts right there. And then we build upon that as we go, of what their specific individual gifts are. That's so true. I remember, or let's just say this happens very often, that when you tell a child how much God loves them, They just look at you and they're just silent for a moment as if they can just feel the love of God and they're just so amazed and just embracing that moment while you say those things, while you say that. And so um, that is so true and they need to hear that and know that they're accepted and um, they're appreciated and they're unique. Why is why is it so important for mothers to know how God has uniquely designed your chi- their child or children in their life? Well, I think it's important that we have that on our radar. We're thinking about our children, that they have a purpose. God has a plan for them. You know, Proverbs says, raise up a child in the way he should go. Uh, actually, the Amplified Bible, that means according to his bent or according to the way God created him, his his special roadmap from God. And when he is old, he will not depart from that. We want to be able to encourage our children along the path that God has for them. So we notice if God has a special uh, giftings he's placed in them, certain desires so that not that we push them in any direction, but we know how to pray, we know how to encourage them. Maybe there are special things we want to um, have them experience that will help them grow in certain areas if we see they're uniquely um, gifted in computers or in teaching or some other thing we can just help fuel that and see if that is the direction God is taking them. That's part of our responsibility as parents is to prepare our children for life and what God has called them to do is a, is a very huge part of that. So true. And in your book too, it also states that we can even pray as mothers or as leaders to find out what, how God has designed their child or children and so that we know for sure what their talents and their gifts are. 
Well, we just encourage, and I encourage your listeners right now as moms and dads to pray together. Like, Lord, what have you specifically called our child to do? And show us how we can encourage them and help prepare them uh, for what you've called them to do in life. And I think it's important for children to know that God calls them to do specific things. Uh, It's not just, oh, I'm going to choose something. God has a calling for each of us, and we can teach our children to hear his voice and to know when he is saying to them, you know, this is something I want you to do. Exactly, and we can also encourage them to ask the Lord. Like if they have a question, okay, why don't you ask the Lord that question? That's a really good question. I love that, Marina. I love that. And then, and then maybe say, when you get that answer, let's talk about what he said. I love that. I think you're just right on. That's amazing and beautiful. This is Marina Maria from Faith City Outreach talking with today's special guest, Cheryl Sachs, who is a national conference speaker, prayer mobilizer, a local church prayer consultant, and an author. Right now we are talking about her book, Prayer Saturated Kids, in which she has co-authored with Arlene Lawrence. It is a book about equipping and empowering the next generation with prayer. Cheryl, there's a chapter called, in your book, Revival Kids, Turn Them Loose. You mentioned your story about when you and Hal were privileged to be delegates at a history-making conference, which was the Global Consultant on World Evangelism on May 17, 1995. Can you please share that story with us? This is one of the most amazing stories about children in prayer, I think, that I have ever uh, experienced. Hal and I uh, were in uh, South Korea, Seoul, Korea, at the Global Consultation for World Evangelism. There were 4,000 leaders invited from all over the world. And uh, Esther Elniski, who has been mobilizing children in prayer, she has gone to be with the Lord, but she went to the leader who was facilitating this conference and said, well, what about the children? Are you inviting children? Well, he was a little taken back because this is an all-adult conference that children would probably, he thought, would not even be interested in. What are you talking about, invite children? He said, well, go ahead and invite them. So she invited 40 children from all over the world from ages 5 to 15 to come to the World Torch Center in Seoul, Korea. Uh, Our daughter was one of those who was selected to go. She was 13 at the time. And Esther had thought, well, the children, we're going to just have prayer times every day. We're going to pray for the children of the world that the children of the world will know Jesus. She thought, well, the children will probably pray for about 15 minutes. I'm going to bring some games, and we'll do some prayer walks, and we'll just, you know, keep things interesting. However, things went a little differently than she had thought. One day, Hal and I were upstairs. We were in workshops talking about how to reach the world. And a lady came up to us and said, uh, Helen Cheryl, have you heard what happened to the children? We're thinking, oh my, they've been in buses going all over the city. Has there been an accident? What's happened? She said, well, you'd better come down to the basement to see for yourself. So we ran down the stairs of the World 
Torch Center and got to the basement and I will never forget what my eyes fell upon. There lying prostrate on the floor were 40 praying children weeping over the children of the world. And they had been praying and weeping for more than four hours nonstop, even the little five-year-olds. So we stood there for about 20 minutes until uh, they were far into this time of prayer. And as the praying and weeping stopped, I went up to a little boy who looked to be about five years old. I got on my knees so I'd be looked straight in his eyes. And I um, said to him, how did you pray for four hours and 20 minutes? And he said, oh, we didn't know we'd prayed for four hours and 20 minutes. We thought we had only prayed for 20 minutes. Wow. That's an amazing story. So what was the response after that from the adult? Well, all of a sudden, all the focus that had been upon the adults upstairs, now at the bottom, hidden in the basement, all eyes were on the basement, which had been like, oh, the children are in the basement. Now everybody is looking at the children and they're wanting to know what's happening to the children because that's where the Holy Spirit is working and active. And uh, I don't know if we have time at, at this moment, but there's another piece to this story of what happened next with these praying children uh, as they begin to intercede that you might like us to talk about as they, as they prayed for uh, the Ebola virus. Wow. So you gave us a really beautiful story of the power of prayer from children. What has been the reaction to your book so far, really quickly? I, uh, my, I have a friend, um, my, one of my daughter's friends, and she's uh, a young mom with three children now. One of her friends has four children um, that she reads it over and over, and every time she does, God speaks to her about her children uh, and, and how to pray more for her children, how to raise her children. These are the kind of responses that we are getting from uh, parents and young parents and moms and even uh, pastors and church leaders. In fact, there's an entire chapter in the book on the church's role in raising prayer-saturated kids. So it's been a very positive and encouraging response. It's like a wake-up call that it's time to teach our children to pray, to pray with them, to let them see what it looks like to have a prayer-saturated home. Exactly. Really quickly, where can people purchase your book? The book is available all online. You can order it from Amazon, Barnes & Noble. It's available from most any bookseller. It's very easy to find. Uh, If you still find a Christian bookstore in your area, it it would be available. Cheryl, thank you so much for being on Faith City Outreach to share your latest book or one of your books, Per Saturated Kids, which is going to encourage and pass on prayer to thousands of children and youth in this generation. And just like you said, it's time and it's urgent that we need to pray now for this generation. You've been listening to Global Gospel Worship Radio with Marina Maria. 
We'd like to thank our financial sponsors for supporting this internet global radio ministry. Carvajal & Associates Health Insurance Brokers, PLC. Scripture Picture and AZ Ministry Network. We'd also like to thank our prayer partners, including Venture Church, The Spheres of Influence, The Center for Peace and Reconciliation, Repentance Day, and now, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face to shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn His face toward you and give you peace. Thanks for listening.